You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Wonderful, majestic world around us. It's time for Dear Science. Thanks to Motat, the museum inspiring the innovators of tomorrow. Excellent. Now it's time for Dear Science. How are you doing, Davide? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Excellent. I'm really good. Um, when you sent through this piece, I was very intrigued. Synthesized silk. Yes, uh, through genetic modifications this time. So silk has been like a holy grail for materials uh, since since a while actually now. And um, the reason for which is so sought after is actually the um, its strength, but also its lightweight. Is it very tensile strong? Yeah, extremely mm. strong, like uh, steel strong kind of mm. thing. And um, and. Of course, I mean, people have been looking into this since, since quite a long time now uh, in different ways. Uh, you know, there mm. are some people that study silk uh, computationally and some people that study silk just from an experimental perspective and uh, how uh, we can make silk, which is synthetic, um, or how we can produce silk by farming animals. In this case, it's spider silk, so we are talking about farming spiders. Yeah, very interesting. I've never heard of farming spiders before. Yeah, yeah. and th- this has been uh, has been a road down which scientists have been. Uh, however, it doesn't work for the simple reasons that many uh, species of spiders, they don't like being confined with other individuals of the same species or even other species because they are cannibals. Uh, mm. So they tend to eat each other. I guess it's uh, a bit of a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they are uh, they are species that you cannot really farm uh, so easily. I think that um, among all the species that we know, just a handful that doesn't exhibit uh, cannibalistic behavior. So if you are to produce uh, spider silk from spiders that you would farm into, let's say, a big room, uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do that because you would end up with no spiders, so just the strongest surviving let's say. you got to respect the, the kind of apex predatedness oh of that, yeah. you know? They, they have their order, I guess, and uh, they have their customs. But the point being, um, the point being, so farming uh, spiders has, has been uh, tried, not an option. So they have been looking at um, uh, producing silk through other means. And uh, this, uh, this story basically talks about this team of scientists from Singapore which thought about engineering spider cells in other animals which are not spiders. Uh, and in this case, it's silkworms. Uh, so they, they th- because silkworms do have the possibility of producing silk, yeah. uh, but no spider silk. So silk from silkworms has got uh, different properties. What's the, what's the um, hold up on spider silk? Why is it so sought after and wanted? Yeah, so it's because it's got this enormous like tensile strength, uh, but also enormous elasticity and lightweight. So it could actually be quite easily used for applications like spacecraft applications where you need the, the lightweight of the material, but you also need the strength of the material. You can use it. So, for example, I know that automobile companies uh, have been uh, trying to actually implement, um, you know, spider silk in, into their safety. Um, um, protocols, let's say, because of course it's so strong, but it's also light, so you don't have to yeah. carry it so heavily, right? It's not like uh, you can. Uh, it, it's a little bit like steel, but it's not as heavy as steel. <laughs> uh, so um, it, it is an extremely interesting material, 
And I can tell you a little bit more about why it is so strong and is so, um, at the same time, so elastic. Um, And it is because uh, spider silk is an interesting combination of protein behavior. So uh, spider silk is actually a a, a protein, which uh, is silkine, and this protein is actually spun through um, um, glands that the spiders have. So mm. the, the secret to making spider silk is not only having this protein, and this is of course related to the ability of silkworms to actually produce spider silk, but it's also to um, uh, spinning this protein through glands, so putting this protein through a high pressure system, which is the gland, right? Pressure makes diamonds, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and the reason for this is because these proteins, they are actually funny proteins in the sense they have beds that can crystallize and they form these crystalline units, which make them very strong. And they had other beds that do not have the ability to crystallize, they are attached uh, and they, they are floppy, let's say, and uh, they are so-called intrinsically disordered. Uh, this, these intrinsically disordered proteins have been summoning for a while now. That's, that's incredible. So what are the implications of being able to farm the silk from worms instead of spiders? Yeah, so you can produce it in a very, very large scale because, I mean, the silkworms, um, they, they are actually farmed, right? We make silk out of silkworms. Yeah. And uh, ab- the ability of actually having a silkworm, which is genetically modified in, no- in order to produce not silk sp- uh, silkworm silk, but uh, spider silk, uh, would actually um, give us the possibility of scaling up the production of spider silk. Is this something you, you'd like to see in clothing in the future? Is it something that... Would be yeah, for that? they have uh, they have been um, they have been talking about making like uh, this special kind of clothing, which is uh, you know the um, the the protection against bullets, uh, the vest, bullet bulletproof vest. Kevlar, stronger than yeah, Kevlar. Yeah, stronger That's than incredible. Kevlar. Yeah, exactly. So um, this is one possible application in clothing, let's say. Yeah. Uh, but it's just because you know you are you harness the strength of it. So uh, so basically. This, this group of scientists thought that, okay, you need two things. You need the two ingredients to make spider silk. The first one is the protein itself. Yeah. And the second one is the ability of an animal to spin the protein through a gland. Mm. And silkworms have the second, but not the first one. So what mm. they did effectively was to re-engineer silkworms by genetically modifying them and making them express the same proteins as spiders express. That's incredible. Yeah, and so by, by having that sequence, that particular sequence, and still the ability of uh, spinning this through their glands, silkworms gra- glands, they were able to make uh, a silk, which is effectively spider silk from silkworms, that has got the same mechanical properties of spider silks, but doesn't come from spiders. That's incredible. And, and how long do you think it'll be before we see the results of this kind of research? in our clothing or maybe in materials that we're using day to day. Yeah, I was actually very impressed because uh, I've looked at the paper through the papers and through the paper that have been published that has been published by this group of scientists and there are effectively um, bundles. There are pictures of bundles and I was thinking like, okay, they have tried a little bit and of course they have come up with a proof of principle this can be done. But effectively, no, they have bundles already made. So I think that uh, it might be quicker than we think, the, the jump between the mass production and the, this study in particular. That's incredible. Can you, can you patent something like that? I'm pretty sure you can, yes. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. I, I, would, I would think that there is quite a, 
quite a large commercial interest behind this. Uh, many, I, I can tell you one thing, many, many groups have, research groups, I mean, have been involved in research on spider silk and they have been uh, um, heavily subsidized even from companies, by companies to produce spider silk. If you get there, there is like a, quite a large commercial interest. Oh, it's looking like money. Well, thank you, Davide, for coming in. That was incredibly interesting. My pleasure. Yeah, and thank you to science as well. Well, I didn't know that before. Dear Science, thanks to MOTAT, the museum inspiring the innovators of tomorrow. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.